I'm still not over the drums, Dad. I love it. We're two episodes closer to episode five. By episode five, get that guitar riff together. Yes, it will be an original. Otherwise, this is going to be just coffee. Mosa will leave. An original Joe Graziano (laughs) guitar riff. Listeners may start writing that they want the other opening back. So, Am I going to have to pay for this guitar riff? I don't know if I have that in the budget. Oh, you can afford me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So we had a delicious breakfast this morning. Yes. Compliments to the chef, Dad. And Mom made incredible home fries. Yeah. Even a little Irish soda bread this morning. I know because it's March. Throwing something spicy mm-hmm. in there for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. A little early. It was very nice. Yeah. And of course, my coffee was amazing. And I am into my second mimosa here. So that means I am responsible for nothing I say on this podcast today. Oh, it's great. Today. And I'm interviewing you. So that's really good. <laughs> So, uh, uh, listen, uh, thank God I am here, not drinking, so that I can validate everything that she says. And if she says something that... You ever have those memories where someone says, remember when, and they say something, and you're like, "Uh, that's not at all what happened. Yeah, and I do that on a regular basis. Thank God I have you, and and my husband Brad is always, that is not how that happened. I'm like, that's how I remember it. He's like, what What are you even talking about? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's why they Thank say, you for like, being in, here to fact check me. I watch a lot of true crime stuff mm-hmm. and everything, and they always say eyewitnesses are really not the best <laughs> witnesses. It's counterintuitive, but oh, totally. You get and two I love to use it. they. They yeah, say they say. Yeah, you guys they? are always like, "Who's they?" And right. I'm like, "Why do you ask these questions?" I know they. It's a good thing there's only two of us, so it, there's no they. It's just <laughs> me and you. I'll find a way to that's sneak right. a they in there. So, if you don't mind, I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. It's about you. In your past, since last week, you interviewed me, and I thought, you're so incredibly young, which I now know, thanks to last week, you're 33 years old, so now I know that. That's correct. um, uh, Very nice. Good on you remembering from week to week. Yeah, well, it's a week. If it was 10 days, I might not be able to. Yeah, by next episode, we'll be back to square (laughs) one there. Exactly. (laughs) One thing that I have really been impressed with you about in your life is you never stayed in a comfort zone. You have had an ability to push boundaries. You especially did it when you were a teenager, but we won't go into that now. (laughs) I did start young. Yeah, I'm bald and gray. You can't see him right now. Yeah, no hair. Right. What is there Um, is gray. mm -hmm. I'm sorry about that, Dad. That's right. But you've always had an ability to push boundaries and push even your own comfort zone. So I'd like you, if you would, to talk about that, even what is a comfort zone and go into that as it relates to you and how you have grown because of that willingness of yours to push that comfort zone. This is a topic that I have thought a lot about, especially as I've had opportunities to talk to young people that have come into my company and mentor. I'm in sales, so that manifests itself into Don't worry about who's on the other side of the phone. You could be talking to a CEO, a CFO, I don't know, the president of a nation, but everybody is a human that Mm -hmm. puts Mm -hmm. one leg, what do they say, one foot into, one one leg on at a time. You get the the gist (laughs) of that. Yeah. So I have always tried to just mentally take myself out of the moment. And it's really gone a long way for me in life. 
And I will say it is not for lack of being scared shitless like 90% of the time. When you talk about comfort zone, I laugh because maybe that's like a timeshare I have that I spend a few weeks a year at if I'm lucky. But I feel like I live in a more permanent state of uncomfortability, Mm -hmm. slight anxiety, always like those butterflies and pit in the stomach and push through to a different spot. So... I say that, and as much as we're teeing this up on the spot here, it is something that I've put a little thought into. You think about your comfort zone and you just think of, okay, that's where I feel good. That's Mm -hmm. where things are easy and and painless and butterflies and unicorns and all that good stuff. But the textbook definition as spoken by Wikipedia. (laughs) Oh, that's really um, definitely accurate, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, I liked it. So whoever wrote this Wikipedia definition, that's what we're going to use. But comfort zone is defined as a psychological state in which things feel familiar to a person and they're at ease and in control of their environment, experiencing low levels of anxiety and stress. And then this is the interesting part. In this zone, a steady level of performance is possible. And I think it's interesting because there's nothing wrong with the comfort zone. No, not at all. Like not at all. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, that's where they are. That's where they want to spend their time. And there's nothing wrong with that because that definition said, it's a, a steady level of performance is possible. And if you want a steady level of you know consistency, there is nothing wrong with that. But what I have learned, if you push past your comfort zone. There is so much growth that lives on the other side. And you as an individual and a human being, your whole world expands. And and what was your comfort zone yesterday is very different tomorrow based on just like leaning into the uncomfortability. So So that zone is not static and that's the... Yeah, I think that's the big thing. And I actually found a, a diagram that seemed to be all over the place. It was on Pinterest, on different coaching sites about how to push through boundaries and all of that. And a lot of people way smarter than me or even you, dad, talking about these things. I know they do exist. People smarter than you. You have to search for them, but they're there. But I found this, this grid that basically it shows if I could paint a visual, you've got this tiny little box that's the comfort zone or tiny little circle. And that's where you're safe and in control. And then right next to the comfort zone is this zone of fear. And I think as I saw this um, diagram, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I live this, right? Because right next to the comfort zone and right as you have opportunities that present themselves or that somebody brings to you, you have that initial fear of a lack of self-confidence, right? Where you're questioning whether or not uh, you're ready for it or whether or not you're worthy of it or you've earned it. You find all the excuses in the world for why it won't work. And I think about this, for me, probably one of the biggest pivotal moments in my career, which was over three years ago now, was really when I took the move from being an individual contributor and a business developer and moved into leading a team of business development managers. And it was huge for me because I was barely 30 years old in an industry heavily dominated by males with Mm -hmm. a whole lot more time and experience under their belts and an opportunity to take on a role leading all these people with so much experience, people that I've looked up to for years. So all those things come in, right? You find all the excuses for how you're going to fail and why maybe you're not ready or 
what, how are these people going to look to you to lead? And what's so interesting is if, if I had listened to any of that, and if I didn't lean in, I wouldn't have realized that I was ready. I had things to learn. So I was going to say, it doesn't mean you don't, yeah. you, that there is an unknown. It doesn't mean that you have, you've really got to like really get up to speed with a lot of things. Yeah. And I, I was very lucky to have great mentors and everything that took a risk on me, mm -hmm. but I could have crashed and burned. It could have been, it could have been a colossal failure, mm -hmm. but if I hadn't done that and stepped into that, I never would have right now. I have a career that's so fulfilling and I'm so proud of what I've been doing and the way that I've been able to just impact people in a different right. way. And I wouldn't have been able to do any of that if I had let like the little man on the side of my shoulder that's you're you're young. And as right. you get to spend time with people that you look up to and people that are in places that ultimately you maybe want to be, you start realizing everybody's just people and everybody's mm -hmm. figuring things out themselves. And we all have a path to growth and to learning. And once you get past that fear zone, you get into the point where you experience new challenges, you learn, and then you get into growth and you have a whole new expanded comfort zone. I was just so. saying your comfort zone now en envelops that experience. Exactly. And that's a new comfort zone is bigger than it was before. And interesting that you mentioned the fear is right outside that comfort zone. And I think you've touched on it. There are two aspects, the fear is big right you go oh my god i now have this responsibility and these people so when you look at it big but when you take it every day like the monday morning when you reported to work in that new position now it's just one one aspect one challenge one thing and they're like little pieces that you bite off and you look back and you said wow I literally ate the whole pie, but exactly. I only did it piece by piece. In tiny little correct. challenges. Correct. And it's really cool and super rewarding. I, I guess as a person, I am not risk averse and everybody has a different appetite for risk. And I want to talk about that when you're done. I want to talk yeah, about that. We, we should, but I'm not a risk averse person. So maybe some of this comes a little bit more naturally, but it could be the smallest thing that you do to step out of your comfort mm -hmm. zone because your comfort zone doesn't need to double. It, this doesn't need to be a huge change, but every little step that you take into something that makes your skin squirm mm -hmm. a little bit and your stomach twist is a step into something that ultimately you're going to learn from and grow from. And you can always go back. You, you can. You can always right. go back. And it's really saying yes to an opportunity rather than I'll try or maybe. And like I'll try is the absolute worst thing in mm -hmm. the world. It's if you're, if, if I'm a, if I'm going to cook dinner for, for, let's say you, like we talk about Dad, breakfast. You're not to make an analogy about cooking dinner, are you? Breakfast. You can't I'm, possibly relate say. to that. I'm going to say breakfast. <laughs> I'm going to go back to okay. breakfast. All right. You I, come over every I breakfast. I hear you on breakfast. Correct. But if I'm going to make home fries and bacon and eggs and bread, if you say to me, I'll say, Christina, you're coming over Sunday morning and you say, I'll try. What I'm going to get a really mean? shitty breakfast. No, you're I not going to get I'll any try. breakfast because <laughs> I'll try. I'm not doing it for a try. You got it? Dad, I'm just going to put this out here. If I said I would try, you'd still make breakfast. I'd still make breakfast. You'd, be, but we're you'd talking make normal, breakfast so. and you'd be hoping that the door, you know, you'd be like waiting at the door. Like, where is she? Where She's is gonna, she? she said she'd try. This is the thing. Say yes. Like, yeah. not I try, not maybe. Say yes. 
swallow the little fear and then work your ass off to make it happen and guess what it, it 90 percent of the time does happen yeah and the other thing i want to bring out about fear and comfort zone everybody and you mentioned this you're not risk averse right but that statement doesn't have one meaning either that's true because I, for one, I don't take risks physically. I'm a wimp that way. I don't like going <laughs> on a roller scared, coaster ride. Scared of bees and scared of heights. Bees, heights. You want to uh, really rattle the guy? Yeah. There is the kryptonite. Uh, right. I'm giving you uh, the I, keys to the test. Exactly. There is no, I'm not leaving my comfort zone. If there's a wasp's nest outside, you are taking care of it, not me. <laughs> I'm not true. going there. But so what? We don't have to have push out of every comfort zone. I happen to have in my life with business challenges... I've had a yes attitude towards a new opportunity, new business, or would you do this? Can you take this on? But when I had a wa that two years ago, there was a giant wasp nest literally on the side of the house and Al next door sent me a picture, a text message with a picture. And he goes, Joe, I don't think you could see this because it was way up on the side of the house. Massive wasp nest. My first- I'm shocked you're still here to tell this story. No, I am because my first- Actual, I said, thank you. And I got on Google and I went pest control, <laughs> wasp removal. And I literally found somebody. I sent a picture of the nest. You can find a guy for everything. And they came and God bless this person. What a time to be alive. Exactly. That's not where I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm not going out of my comfort zone. That's not zone. where you're taking your risk. And I watched that guy from the living room window. I didn't help him one bit. If he dies out there, he was, oh, he's got insurance. That's, that's cold. Right. But if it's a business opportunity and if it's a business risk or whatever, like I will take those things or within my job, taking on something else to your point. It's all measured risk, Correct. right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's not, that's not to say that if your gut tells you something's wrong, you do it anyway. It's just to say mm -hmm. that there are so many opportunities that if you're not looking for them and if your eyes aren't open and you're not um, willing to take other people's cues for what you're good at, you may miss things along the way mm -hmm. while you're sitting being comfortable. So I've always felt like if I feel comfortable for too long, first of all, I, I would get really bored. But if I'm too comfortable for too long, then I'm probably doing something wrong. So, well, and that's we, even if you're comfortable and, and all that, I think every one of us feels a tug to something else. So you, you might be bored. So there's a little lack of fulfillment. And I think sometimes that's a little internal conscious saying there's something I want to do and you shouldn't be afraid to move in that direction. Yeah. No, I really agree with that. So tell me an, an instance uh, since we want to, I want to find out more about you. Nice to meet you, dad. Yeah. Nice to meet you. So tell My me. My name's Christina. <laughs> you met me, I don't know, 33 years ago, but it's been a while. It's been so a let's, while. Yeah. Let's get acquainted. Yeah. And by, yeah. Now, now everybody thinks that I, I was a abandoned, absentee father. <laughs> I am not. No, he's um, actually been a really good dad. Uh, tell me about a time in college, for example, when you were in college that would illustrate this, this point. Oh, I don't know. You probably know better than me. But th in college, I was a sales minor at William Patterson's Rustberry Institute. And I had amazing professors that, you know, and I was part of several groups that were associated with the sales program. And we did all kinds of stuff like role playing that definitely gets you more ready than most students mm -hmm. are for the real world. But there were competitions that my professors and my dad also wanted me to participate in. 
And it was something that made me uncomfortable at the time. It was like mm -hmm. performance anxiety, getting out there, traveling. And I had tons going on with finals and, and all that good stuff. And I, I may have, if I hadn't, again, pushed myself past the comfortable, I, I may have just, I had a job and I was working through college. I might've been like, I've got work and I have mm -hmm. money to just make there. Yeah. And I have classes that I have papers to do for. And I may not have pushed through for the extracurricular competition that ultimately actually landed me the job that I have now. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't um, started participating in some of the, the competitions, I wouldn't have gone to Kennesaw State and then met Standard Register where I started an internship and then through acquisitions and all the twists and turns has uh, led me to where I am now. So that's just an well, example of an amazing journey that happened because of just doing something that my gut instinct was like no but did it anyway but it was a great example and and for those of you listening christina these competitions come out up and she literally and i i remember this like anything like she said she had exams she worked at a restaurant you were a counter person right at this restaurant it was called phone girl very phone girl i was the phone okay. girl answered yeah. the phone there you go got people their pizza very important work try and... taking time off that to go make something <laughs> of your life and these competitions were extra she had to then prepare she had to travel to different places and i remember her saying i can't do it and i was even worried about you like thinking oh my god she's gonna have a nervous breakdown or something <laughs> i was a well very well balanced college student <laughs> but hopefully and, and one of these days we're hoping to get this college professor in for an interview because the one there were Tim, a couple, but yeah, Professor, Professor Workley, Workley. Uh, was fantastic. And he would literally call me on my cell and say, you have to get this girl <laughs> to this <laughs> thing because it's going to be good for her. And then I was like, Tim, I'm trying, but I don't want her to be have a nervous well, breakdown. The, the here. big joke also was so my dad had done some work with him in a past life right. before he started teaching. And they used to joke because I have always had I've always had more expensive taste than I had money for. And mm -hmm. finally, I've been starting to catch up with what I like to spend <laughs> with how much I can earn. But the he always said, we've got to make you money so you can <laughs> finally start to give back because your dad's had it's to true. bear such a burden of financial expense from you. Yeah. And when he would call me, he would say, I'm working for you. He goes, because this girl's got to pay you back. <laughs> yeah. So there was a selfish motivation there for sure. He was like, the gravy train ends and you're going to have to start paying it forward. Right. <laughs> and I, I remember we, we got you to the first competition and you, young lady, won it. And I remember he called me up and he said, well, I have good news and bad news. <laughs> She won the competition and now they wanted to go to, was it Houston or some other? Well, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. But you know what, what I think is interesting? So these are a lot of talking about it in a business sense, but there's so much just personally that the comfort, your comfort zone isn't just something that impacts your professional career and where you go. It definitely does. But I even think about anybody that knows me in present day or even knows me for the last decade to almost two decades of my life. Literally, like food is my identity. Got Think, that for me also. Yeah. yeah, but I eat like a monster, and there's not a food I won't eat. Maybe tripe. That's I think the only thing I've eaten that I really can't stomach. Don't love ketchup, but like those two things. Outside of that, I eat everything and anything in front of me. It's really like a blessing that I'm not a thousand pounds. Mm -hmm. 
but I was a super picky eater as a kid. Like maybe before the age of 10 or 11 years old, I ate pasta, no red sauce with a little butter and salt. And mom had to make me a special meal. You probably also don't remember that because you didn't do any of the cooking. But I didn't <laughs> I eat nothing. I didn't care nothing. what you didn't eat because I had more food then. So. Right. Yeah. That, I think maybe, did you train me for that? You maybe were trying to make sure that I didn't encroach into your, like you didn't you want wanted, me to have any of the meat sauce. There was no skin off sauce. my back if you didn't want to eat dinner. <laughs> I had more food for me, so it's fine with me. But even <laughs> hot dogs, I wouldn't have the bun. No, no mustard. Like... A slice of pizza, not folded in half. I we almost I disowned you, by the way. I was irked. The pizza by, part, we almost disowned oh my you God. over that. Like the <laughs> idea of folding the piece of pizza in half made me cringe. And then enter the quarter pounder with cheese, like the double quarter pounder with cheese. I think I was at a McDonald's and I was like, I'm not going to get my usual chicken sandwich. I think I was 11 years old. I can actually picture myself standing in line because this was such a pivotal moment in my mm -hmm. life. When, like, Ronald McDonald and those golden arches changed the entire trajectory of where I was going to go from here. I hope mom doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She might think it was her. But literally, I was like, I didn't eat cheeseburgers. I didn't eat anything delicious. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to freaking get the double quarter pounder with cheese. Was that and you leaving your was... comfort zone? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to get a burger and I'm going to get the freaking biggest burger that they have. And it was amazing. And ever since then, that like began my love affair with food. That, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you should have. Can you imagine if I was still like. Oh. You sounded really sophisticated and, and professional. <laughs> and, and now you just told everybody that your love affair with food began with McDonald's. No, no offense to McDonald's. There's a lesson here. Yeah. You, you can leave your comfort zone in a little tiny thing like a McDonald's that you never had before. It doesn't have to be huge. Yeah. But you pushed it there. But I'm telling you, 11. if I hadn't that done it. that, 90% of what I talk about today and do for fun involves food. It would have I been know. a very bland existence. Our whole podcast is around food. <laughs> Literally. Well, that's drinking. Yeah. But I, I wasn't able to drink at that well, time either. Well, you had either, breakfast so. before you had the mimosa. That so. is true. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you want to wrap this up? What would you want to say about this comfort zone, yourself? The advice Experience. that I would just give to people in general is just push yourself a little bit. And mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, think of ordering something different. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Order something that you're not used to ordering. Take a route home that you don't usually take. It can mean so many different things to different people. But it doesn't need to be jumping out of a plane or scuba diving 50 feet right, under the water. But, but I recommend right. both. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I wouldn't do the others, but... But the point is that everybody's comfort zone is different. If my career and my life experience up until this point, and I don't expect this to change, this podcast is another perfect example of stepping outside of my comfort zone for mm -hmm. sure. And I'm really having fun with it. All of this stuff that Christina talked about, and it's true, if you're feeling that tug at work and maybe there's something better, take the risk. If maybe there's, they've offered you another position and you don't know if, really you could handle it take the risk it's really and find a mentor mm -hmm. because a mentor will share things with you that you might not get from your boss or from yeah, your you know maybe idea. counterparts and as you get more experience and your comfort zone expands you start to learn all people that right. everybody is just at a different point of their journey and the more that you embrace that and look to just learn from every situation and mm -hmm. also look to help other people to learn, we can all help each other to learn and grow. That's great. And we're doing that now in this podcast. 
you've learned so much from me, right? I'm just soaking the desert. <laughs> Thanks. This was great. Thanks for sharing a little bit about yourself. Thanks and, for uh, letting thank me. Thank you for listening, I hope everybody. This helps somebody. Yes, we, we really appreciate you being there, and we will talk with you next week. Go out and do something dangerous. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. <laughs> Gotta have it. I'm going to try so hard Gotta not to laugh. <laughs> Bye.